chapter twenty one of in search of mademoiselle by george gibbs recorded by tony oliva this librivox recording is in the public domain we form an alliance that night as we slowly crept up the bahama channel under the resplendent tropic moon i told my story to de gourgues he heard it throughout saying no word but sighing now and then his melancholy eyes looking down the glimmering streak into which we were sailing as into a glory that this strange man had once been loved and had passionately loved in return i did not doubt for despite his ugliness of visage there was that in his expression which would command the adoration of women who often reckon deeper than by mere lineaments of feature and softly illumined as he was by the pale and ghostly translucence of the night i thought no more of his ugliness but of his soul for he was transfigured and looked in his calmness even as he looked in all the majesty of passion inspired and of this world a thing apart when i had done he put his hand upon my shoulder saying it is not often that englishmen love as you do my friend build not your hopes too high for you have suffered much to suffer so much again it will not be long before we shall know we shall know and he paused sucking in his lip ominously after that he took my hand and said i have taken a great fondness for thee mon ami and our solemn duty performed what can be done shall be done upon that you may rely we will first sail to the northward of the river of may to the indians of saturiona if what the chevalier de brezac says be true they will be willing allies upon this expedition de brezac hearing his name spoken now joined us we were wondering seigneur how great a value to set upon these indians of yours de gourgues said i have ventured but an humble opinion my captain replied brezac but i would stake my honour that there is no love lost between saturiona and de bassan de bassan the dispatchers had said was the new appointed commander at san mateo i pray god that it may be as you say for a palisaded fort of stone with half a thousand men is no slight obstacle even for the brave fellows of the fleet of the vengeance all of us who have been at fort caroline know of the love which the great paracousi bore for jean ribault dario the trumpeter who was with the first expedition has lived among them longer than i and he has boasted that he will go among them without fear it is in my mind to sail directly to the country of this chief his boast may not prove an idle one replied de gourgues and then to the guard pass the word below to dariol the trumpeter we shall see 
presently the man came from the forecastle and stood before us you have no fear of the indians of florida dariol asked de gourgues none more than i have of monsieur Killigrew or monsieur de brezac my captain replied the man with a smile you have lived among them longer than monsieur de brezac a year and more my captain they were friendly to monsieur de laudonniere until the madness for gold when his soldiers broke faith with them and monsieur ribault asked de gourgues saturiona thought the admiral a great chief monsieur le chevalier they swore an eternal friendship monsieur de brezac says you speak their language dariol as i do my own you know their customs how think you they will look upon our landing monsieur replied the trumpeter firmly i believe with monsieur brezac that if they think us spaniards they will dispute our landing if we prove ourselves frenchmen and friends they will receive us with gladness why so it is my belief that they hold the spaniards in great enmity for no arrogance will be borne by saturiona he is a great king with great pride of spirit and numbers his people by many thousands but the spanish are friends among the indians monsieur de brezac has said so yes my captain but they are the false-hearted dirt-eaters of utina against these saturiona wages a war more fierce even than against the spanish de gourgues stroked his moustache saying when we reach the coast i will call for you dariol for the present that is all the man saluted and went below par la mort his words ring true as steel muttered de gourgues if these caribs are valiant as he says we will sweep this scum of pestilence from off the western land the next day at noon we sighted the coast of the terra florida and at the thought of all diane had suffered there my heart welled full of emotion now as we came nearer and nearer our missions ending the cloud fell down upon my spirit again and the same struggle between hope and fear of pain which is the price of joy tossed me to and fro held and freed me like the embrace of some temptation the sun was yet above the foreyard when we came in sight of the river of may but to gourgues wishing to reconnoitre stood on until sunset when we were within less than three leagues from the coast suddenly we saw several puffs of smoke spurt from the beach as the spaniards suspecting no enemy fired their cannon in salute not until then did we know of the new defences which the enemy were putting upon the shore at either side of the river's mouth our three vessels to better keep up the guise of friendship boomed forth a salute in reply after which we put out to sea again and soon lost the shoreline in the rapidly falling dusk 
the river that the indians of saturiona call takatakuru after the name of their second greatest warrior enters the ocean by two mouths at a distance of not more than fifteen leagues to the northward of the river of may within the bar there is a safe harbor and it was for this haven that dariol and the chevalier de brezac were directing our course but not wishing to pass over the bar until day de gourgues held out to sea not coming in sight of land again until well into the forenoon then the river entrance being easily discerned he put his helm over and entered the channel coming safely to anchor at an early hour of the afternoon now that we had come to our journey's ending there was a great stir and excitement aboard the little vessels of the fleet the arm-chests and ammunition lockers were opened and all hands put merrily to work setting the arquebuses to rights fixing new match cords seeing to the barrels and rests that no disaster might befall them by reason of any negligence of their own the grinding stones were brought out into the sunshine of the open deck and the grit of the polishing steel and the rattle of the pike-heads made music brave and martial to the ear the seamen sang about their work as the lighter yards came clattering down upon the deck and the culverins unharnessed from their sea apparel shone anew in the brightness of the summer sun the shore upon both sides was plain to the view at a distance of half a league and once or twice we saw the dusky figures of indians upon the beach boudelet and one or two of the gallants unaware of the plans of de gourgues were for going ashore at once and giving battle but he was in no haste when he was ready for all emergencies he would go and not before night fell again and with the coming of dawn a great surprise awaited us for in the gathering light we saw that the beach was alive with savages they made no sound but stood in groups as far as the pines where they were lost in the misty shadows of the forest behind them here and there a figure was moving from one group to another and we knew that their runners had gone out to, to the nearer villages and that they had assembled to combat our landing de gourgues frowned as he came upon the deck carbleu he scowled there must be three thousand of them at least fools that they are i have no men to waste upon such carrion as these you are a wise soothsayer monsieur de brezac monsieur replied the chevalier with some dignity i have only replied to your questions with the best of my understanding but these red devils de gourgues continued are armed to the very finger-nails they look from here little like the allies you have promised us monsieur de brezac oh dariol come aft de gourgues was striding up and down in a ferment 
he saw his anchors gone and his plans set adrift by this unexpected resistance when dariol came he stopped before him savagely and pointing to the dark mass upon the beach said with scorn look you master trumpeter at your friends yonder look i say must we cut our way through all this red vermin before we may reach the spanish fort explain it if you can what has happened dariol wore a most serious face the matter is bad my captain for these indians are surely bent upon war well if we cannot prove our friendship we shall not land without a battle tis plain as a pike-handle said bourdelais a pretty pickle sure enough monsieur de gourgues and you thought interrupted de brezac quietly that they may take us for spaniards but even so seigneur i am willing to take a risk if dariol will go with me i will go to the beach asking for saturiona a murmur arose among those within hearing it seemed to many a most daring thing to offer for to our people many of whom had never passed the borders of france these indians were as wild beasts or africans fit only to be shot or captured as slaves for me i believed with brezac and having been at the council table with saturiona i foresaw little harm if he were put among the natives upon the beach so when dariol said that he would go i too offered my services but to gourgues in his uncertain and dangerous mood was of a different mind i have no humor to lose all my men upon such a fool's venture he said dariol may go if he have the hardihood monsieur de brezac seigneur interrupted the chevalier this man must be rowed ashore he cannot talk and make signs to these indians rowing at the same time it is i who first offered this service de gourgues frowned debating for some little time but at last gave orders that a boat should be lowered to the water every persuasion that i might i used upon him until i saw that further argument were mere waste of words he would not let me go no he said shortly we are already too small a number were you to go i should be sending not three but six men and that were already far too many with great anxiety he watched dariol and de brezac drop down into the boat they had no weapons and had removed their doublets to row the better dariol had put in the bow a number of small trinkets such as mirrors knives and strings of beads with which he hoped to show the signs of friendliness the morions of our arquebusiers lined the bulwarks for the company thought these two men were going most surely to their death no word was spoken 
and the sound of the oars plashing in the quiet water of the harbor came down clearly upon the breeze from the land as the little craft drew nearer the shore when half the distance had been traversed we saw dariol lay down his oars and stand up in the bow shouting antipolar antipolar waving a string of beads in his hand this brought forth a chorus of cries from the beach and the savages came down to the water's edge shouting and waving their bows but de brezac at the oars not even turned his head at the outcry he bent steadily to his work like a london waterman sending the boat at each stroke nearer and nearer the moving crowd the excitement upon the ship was intense for in a moment the craft would be grounded upon the beach in the very midst of the enemy most gallantly done said de gourgues beside me below his breath dariol began shouting again asking for saturiona but in the commotion we could not hear what further was said then something happened for we saw a tall figure come out to his waist in the water holding up his hands before him in a moment the boat disappeared in the human wave that engulfed it as the indians surrounded it upon every side seizing the gunwales and running it up on the beach it was a most confused mass and we could make out little of what was going on a fellow up forward shouted they have killed them they have killed them and a great cry arose on the vengeance which drowned the yelling of the savages upon the shore some of the indians were jumping into the air throwing their bows aloft and Baudelet, who was looking through the glass said haltingly i see them there is the shirt of de brezac three of them are holding him no they are then excitedly upon my faith they are clasping him by the hand they are touching dariol upon the shoulders it is friendship seigneur friendship de gourgues snatched the glass from baudelet's hand and fixed it quickly to his eye you are right baudelet they walk up the beach my comrade they converse together ah it is well it was now patent to all on board the vengeance that no harm had befallen our comrades and there was great rejoicing for there in plain sight walked dariol and de brisac talking with the indian who had walked into the water who by his stature white shoulders and dignified bearing i made out to be none other than saturiona himself after a while we saw the boat push off from the shore and make for the ship dariol and de brezac rowed in the stern we marked the figures of saturiona and several dusky savages at this de gourgues ordered the company to be drawn up upon the deck and prepared to welcome his strange visitors over the side 
with all the state and formality he would have shown a king of france it was a course which diplomacy suggested i had not before seen saturiona in his war-dress for at fort caroline he and his braves had come smoking the pipe of peace and wearing a small headdress and only the asium or breech-clout upon the body as his broad shoulders rose above the bulwarks we saw that his hair had been lifted upon his head and two eagles feathers painted with streaks were stuck upon it upon his breast was painted a picture of one of those beasts which had so frightened us in the swamp an alligarto which was the totem of his tribe streaks of red and white paint were drawn upon his face making his features fierce and threatening i should not have known him but for his bearing for at fort caroline i had thought him a most comely savage rugged and strong-featured but of a great calm and dignity behind him walked olotoraca a young brave his nephew and takatakuru the second great chief of the tribe they bore no weapons but walked past the ranks of the pikemen and arquebusiers making no sign of any emotion as they went with de gourgues below to the cabin here he had caused a feast of wine and preserved fruits to be set forth of which the indians took sparingly after this goddard's pipe uh, and what remained of his tobacco were brought forth and de gourgues lighting it himself passed it to saturiona who solemnly puffed it and handed it to his neighbor de gourgues luminous eyes went from one of the chiefs to the other as he considered the words best to use in the delicate business before him dariol stood behind his chair ready to interpret i have come to the country of the great saturiona he said at last to bring him presents and to continue that friendship which was begun by the great white chief ribol saturiona nodded gravely so it has been said i and my people are glad i thank you great chief in the name of my country and of my great master across the water who in love and good will has sent me said de gourgues from necessity speaking of the king of france he has sent me to give you many gifts which will be useful in your lodges as well as in the hunting my master knows of the kindness of the great saturiona to his servant ribol and prays that this good will and friendship will continue through the passing of many years saturiona arose with great dignity and spoke his heavy voice 
made to resound under the vaulted arches of the forest rang mellow and deep in the little cabin i have said to the great white chief ribol that the sky shall fall upon the earth sooner than i will become an enemy to the people of your nation since the great stone house was taken by these dark-bearded ones there has been no happy day among the people of the nation of saturiona the sun hides his face behind the clouds and the flowers and fruits have ceased to blossom and ripen there is a blight upon all the land and the rivers and streams dry up like the blood which flows from our hearts the spanish have beaten us back with their sticks which speak a loud noise and they have burned our cabins they have ravished our wives and daughters they have killed our children and our hearts are heavy and ready to burst within us for shame and anguish saturiona paused to give his speech a greater value all this we have suffered because we love the great white paracousi ribol but now the end has come we can endure it no longer and we will make a deadly war against them until the tribe of saturiona is no more or the people with the black beards are beaten back into the sea out of which they came again fortune seemed to be favoring us the display of force was meant for our enemies not for us we knew the joy de gourgues must have felt but no sign of it showed upon his face in europe his reply would have been called diplomacy it is a great sorrow to me o paracousi that the love which saturiona bears my people has brought ill-treatment upon his tribe but such things shall be no longer if his nation has been abused for the love of the french then the french will be his avengers as this was interpreted by dariol we watched the face of the paracousi slowly as the truth of what had been said dawned upon him saturiona rose from his seat and leaned forward upon the table looking over at de gourgues a broad smile upon his face what he exclaimed will you fight the spaniards i came here replied de gourgues rising only to reconnoitre the country and make friends with you and then go back and bring more soldiers but when i hear what you are suffering from them i wish to fall upon them this very day and rescue you from their tyranny the effect of this speech upon these indians was great their faces usually stolid and expressionless broke into smiles and all their dignity and quiet was swept away by the joyful tidings their voices rang through the narrow cabin as they rose to their feet and in rough gutturals and cries of their own wildly applauded the words of the avenger it was some moments before quiet was again restored for so great was the joy of saturiona that he had no better control upon his composure than olotoraca the youngest of his chiefs when the indians were seated again 
de gourgues raising his hand commanding silence continued it is most certain o paracousi that this expedition is no play for children for those we must fight are sturdy men well armed and sheltered in a fort built of many thicknesses of stone you must summon the greatest chiefs and braves of your tribe so that we shall make good our promises we do not covet all the honor of this victory and will share that as well as the spoils of the battle with you and your people we will go replied saturiona solemnly uplifting his hand we will go and die with you if need be it is well there should be no delay if we fight we should fight at once for it will not be many suns before the black beards will know that our great white canoes have anchored near their fort this should not be for what we do we must do in secrecy when this was rendered into his language saturiona drew his knife from his belt leaned forward lifting his hands and elbows crouching the very picture of keenness and stealth his voice was low and threatening like the murmur of the rising storm in the tops of the giant firs of the seashore do not doubt said he do not doubt we hate them more than you can do after this there followed a long discussion upon the best method of attack upon the fort saturiona asking but three days to send his runners to outlying villages that there might be no lack of warriors for the expedition it was decided by de gourgues to send three scouts at once to learn the strength and position of the two forts at the river's mouth as well as many details of the new armament of fort san mateo End of chapter 21